We've got a brand new marketing part we want to tell you about right now here at Transmedia Worldwide. These folks, absolutely amazing stuff. And international folks are going to love this stuff. Os Million de Montsilvian is a French knight, actually the Sinegui de Montsilvian, lord of a small, tolerably well-kept castle in the enchanted forest of Bronxy-Randy in Brittany, France. As it happens, most of the forest dwellers and occasional fairy folk passing through are not really reliable sources of levy and assorted income, which is like... Osmillion tries to set aside drinking beer with his chum, Helmuth, the dragon who escaped the ramblings and the treasure stealing of a certain bloke called Siegfried in Germany. To put his mother's legacy of excessive creativity once in a while to earn a little extra income, his mother, by the way, is a Bronxite fairy who is mostly occupied with dancing and moonlit forest cleanings and answering to the whims of a certain Morgane Lafay. But that is another story. Gonna be late. Yes. Hello? Hello, there we are. We have got. Uh, no, our... no, call me on my. Landline, can you do that? I will call you 516-681. Okay, well, we're going to call him on his landline. Okay, Can you well then. Okay, good. I'm glad glad we've got Dr. Dean Hart with us today. Uh, he is an expert in microbiology and a published author on the transmission of viruses and diseases. He's made himself available today to discuss the uh, COVID-19 and its impact on major metro centers like New York City and other major urban centers. And for 25 years, Dr. Hart taught as an associate research scientist and assistant professor at the Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. And, uh, Doctor, how are you today, my friend? Oh, just fine, relaxing here since we've been shut down. The kids are off from school and closed for two and a half weeks. So, talk to me a little bit about this whole COVID-19 situation. Well, this virus that apparently came from China, it's a zoonotic type of virus. In other words, came from animals and uh, jumped into human beings. Uh, it's very small. It's very delicate, the size of a wavelength of light. One wavelength of light is about the size of the diameter of the COVID-19 virus. So it's a puny little thing, and it's easy to kill. The problem is it's highly contagious and quite deadly. We have got a great guest with us today. Dr. Dean Hart joins us here on the broadcast. And uh, So talk to me a little bit about your career, because uh, you have got a, uh, a fabulous career, 25 years as associate research scientist and assistant professor at uh, Columbia University College of Physicians and Surgeons. Well, I started in um, microbiology, 
microbiology research at Hofstra University back in the 1980s and did a master's there and later I did postgraduate research in microbiology and the transmission of uh, bacterial and viral diseases into the eye at the University of California, Berkeley. Um, I was a professor for about a quarter century at Columbia, scientist, teacher, uh, professor. But really, that was. Now I study bioethics at Columbia University as a student, so I'm trying to figure out the human condition. And all of a sudden, we get this coronavirus, and this is a bioethical uh, issue as it is a microbiological issue. Now, explain that to our to our listeners here. Well, what happens with this virus, since it's quite contagious and the mortality rate seems to be much greater than the flu, we have to have all hands on deck. And what that means is we have a contract as a citizen with our society and a government. And we have to expect them to do certain things. Most of the things we do uh, is the unexpected and we don't even like them. But in this case, the government has to provide us with tests so we can identify the sick people and isolate them. Until we get sufficient tests, we're in trouble because it's hard to isolate the people that are asymptomatic and can contaminate us nonetheless. We don't have the numbers either. The federal government has to crunch the numbers for the country and see what ages, comorbidities exist for the, the ones that get very sick and die, we need the government to crunch a bunch of numbers and then be transparent with those numbers and give it to us. The government so far, the tests, the ramping up, they realize it's their obligation. State and federal governments have to ramp up providing the tests and making it easy. It's non-invasive. And I want to know who, who's got the probability of giving me germs when they they, when they test positive, you pretty much want to stay away from them and keep them away from society and contaminating all these other people because it's so contagious. Then you need the government to uh, fund vaccine research. That's super important. The treatment would be nice, but if you understand the mechanism of the respiratory disease, treatment, uh, you're going to be really, that's not so easy to accomplish. But we want to fund the treatment research. We certainly get it, got to get a vaccine out of our government because you and I are not whipping it up in our bathrooms. No <laughs> vaccine for me either. It's impossible for me to do it. You need a, a huge amount of people and there's a whole process because an untested vaccine has huge un unintended consequences and can do so much more harm than good. And in this world, you do no harm is the mantra. So the government has, knows what it has to do. They're a little slow on getting us the tests, but they do realize we need the tests. I think they're all in agreement. Democrats, Republicans, Libertarians, conservatives, I don't care who it is. We all know we want to test people so we're not with the people with disease. We also know we want to see what 
is the death rate and how worried we should be so we can make an autonomous decision of the risk they we are willing to take by going outside. Um, so we have a huge, it's, it's a microbiological thing that now it goes into bioethics and public health in a great amount in a great amount because the government is strong enough to protect us if they do the right thing. We've got a great guest with us today. Dr. Dean Hart joins us. He's an expert in microbiology and a published author on the transmission of viruses and diseases. Now, doctor, do you think that uh, it's been an overreaction on this whole lockdown of of everything, or is this just uh, everyone trying to take proper precautions? You see, the only one that's going to get us the numbers is the is the public health services, the CDC, and the government. We don't know how the mortality is going to shake out. It seems to me, from a paucity of data. My hunch is it's between 10 and 20 times more deadly than the flu bug is. Now, I don't really have those numbers because they're not releasing them. Today, the president had a, um, an hour-long event, and, and his, this Dr. Burke, who's one of the people on the coronavirus task force, says, uh, we just got information today, early today, and we're digesting it. Well, this thing's been around for many, many, many weeks at least. Why did you finally get the information today? And why don't we have it as scientists or just plain old citizens? I don't want to be kept in the dark. On the other hand, I want the government to do all the right things to promote our health and safety. We have got a great guest with us today. Dr. Dean Hart joins us here on our broadcast. And uh, you can get more information online at deanhartscientist.com for more information. Now, as we move forward here, Doctor, uh, how long do you think that this will, uh, I guess, knock everything out, whether it's sporting events, social gatherings, things of this nature? Um, when do you think we'll be able to get back to actually attending events without having to worry about contracting this? Okay, so the first thing is I got a website, just deanhart.com. Okay. And then there's Perfect. various other websites underneath it. So you can go to whichever one you want. But what I'm posting on this website is the CDC, the World Health Organization, a link to John Hopkins, which reveals the information of the incidents. And you can even find by state the incidence of, uh, of this disease. Now, you're located in um, Kansas? Yes, indeed, in Kansas. So do you know how much there is in Kansas? Uh, we, we have a, a little bit of stats here and there. Yeah, basically, we're not communicated so well, but my hunch is in that state, you probably don't have very much of it. But in New York, where I live, it's the epicenter of it because it's a very international state. People from all walks of life and from all countries on this earth go in and out of this state, and we have probably more here than 
all the other states combined, if you subtract, I guess, California, then you can play number games. We don't have the numbers. What we have to do is make decisions for ourselves and get the information and the guidance from the government as well, because we do make our own choices. We're free to decide what to do, and we will require the information and suggestions, but then we ultimately have to decide to go to a rock and roll concert. I had a ticket to Elton John that they just put off for a year till next year, so 2020. Hope he lives until 2021 to do the concert. But anyway, in New York, would I go to an Elton John concert if he didn't postpone it? No. I do not think so. If I was in your state and there was an Elton John concert, I would go to it because I do see enough numbers to know that in your state, in Kansas, for now, it's okay. But this is so contagious that it's just a matter not will you will you get it, but when will you get it? We know is it's much more contagious than the flu. We have got a great guest with us today, and Doctor, I appreciate you making time for us today and educating us and chatting with us today. I appreciate it, my friend. Oh, you're welcome. I can't go to any concerts, and the kids are sitting around the house. It gives me a chance to <laughs> have a moment of thought. Well, thank you, my friend. I appreciate it, and have yourself a wonderful afternoon. Well, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. There he goes, Dr. Dean Hart. We are going to take a break. And when we come back, we have got more coming up on the other side. 